Welcome to the Elisa Childers podcast, where we equip Christians to identify the core beliefs of historic Christianity, discern its counterfeits, and proclaim the gospel with clarity, kindness, and truth. And we are going to continue to do that even while I'm on sabbatical and not recording full-length episodes until after the new year. But as we were going through some old content, we realized that there were some posts that only went out to a select group of listeners. And many of you, if you've been following the podcast for the past two or three years, have not heard heard these posts. And these are short answers to tough theological and apologetics questions. So we're going to be bringing a new one to you every day during sabbatical. Here's today's. Confession. I read a lot. I read books I agree with, books I don't agree with, books that are a bit over my head, books on subjects I'm interested in, books on subjects I'm not particularly interested in, and books that are just mindlessly entertaining. I read books about philosophy, science, remember those books that are a bit over my head, and history. I devour theology like it's the latest teen fiction craze to take over Barnes & Noble. But one of my favorite things to do just before I go to bed is read the Church Fathers. Oh, how I love the Fathers. Whenever I read something a bit heady or confusing, I head over to consult with Clement of Rome, Ignatius, Justin, Irenaeus, and Augustine. These guys were dead serious about Jesus and were not messing around when it came to their faith. They were flawed like the rest of us and were certainly fallible, but they help us understand Christianity as it was expressed in their times and cultures. In fact, hop on over to Amazon and pick up the complete anti-Nicene, Nicene, and post-Nicene Church Fathers collection and read them for yourself. It's only $2.99 on Kindle, which is an amazing value. Where else can you get a thousand books containing 16 million words for less than three bucks? Seriously, click the link and buy it, and then come back and read the rest of this article. Okay, you're back now. Hi. One thing I regularly encounter on social media is the idea that the early church fathers didn't see the Bible as inerrant, authoritative, and inspired by God, that somehow these concepts are modern inventions of the evangelical world. As an avid reader of the fathers, I find this notion perplexing. What did the fathers think about the Bible? There isn't enough space in one blog post to contain it all, so I'll just let some of them speak for themselves. Clement of Rome Clement of Rome was a first-century Christian who became the leader of the church in Rome. We know from Irenaeus and Tertullian—we'll get to them in a minute—that Clement personally knew the apostles and was ordained by Peter himself. In fact, it is possible that he is the very Clement mentioned by Paul in Philippians 4.3. Church father Origen and historian Eusebius thought so. Here's what he said about the Bible. Let us act accordingly to that which is written, for the Holy Spirit saith, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Look carefully into the scriptures, which are the true utterances of the Holy Spirit. Clement equated the words of scripture with the very words of God. Justin Martyr Justin was a philosopher who lived in the early 2nd century. He came to faith in Christ and became one of the first apologists for Christianity, even writing a letter to the Roman emperor defending Christianity after persecution broke out against it. He was ultimately arrested for his faith and beheaded, thus earning him the name Martyr. Here's what he said about the Bible. But when you hear the utterances of the prophets spoken as it were personally, you must not suppose that they are spoken by the inspired men themselves, but by the divine word who moves them. Justin understood that the Bible was written by men, but it was God speaking through them. 
Irenaeus. Irenaeus was a late 2nd century theologian and apologist who learned from Polycarp, a disciple of the Apostle John. He is most famous for his seminal work against heresies, in which he refuted one of the earliest heresies to invade Christianity, Gnosticism. To do this, he used a lot of scripture. Here's what he said about the Bible. The scriptures are indeed perfect, since they were spoken by the Word of God, Christ, and His Spirit, But we, inasmuch as we are inferior to and later in existence than the Word of God and His Spirit, are on that very account destitute of the knowledge of His mysteries. Even though the doctrine of inerrancy hadn't been hammered out, Irenaeus knew that the Scriptures were without falsehood. Tertullian Like Irenaeus, Tertullian was another late 2nd century theologian and apologist who refuted Gnosticism. A prolific writer, he was known as the father of Latin Christianity. Here's what he said about the Bible. Apostles have the Holy Spirit properly, who have him fully in the operations of prophecy. Thus he attached the Holy Spirit's authority to that form of advice, to which he willed us rather to attend, and forthwith it became not an advice of the Holy Spirit, but, in consideration of his majesty, a precept. Tertullian believed that the Bible had authority over him, that the truths of God's word were not suggestions, but commands. Augustine. I've saved the best for last. Anyone who knows me knows I'm quite partial to Augustine. When I read his confessions, I felt as though I had time warped into the heart of 4th century Christianity and found a kindred soul. Almost no one in the history of the church has had a more profound influence on the way Christians think, so much so that you'll often find two people on opposite sides of a theological debate, both using Augustine to make their point. Augustine loved Christ, and he loved the Bible. In fact, he wrote so much on the subject that it was very difficult to narrow it down for this blog post. Therefore, whatever he, Christ, wanted us to read concerning his words and deeds, he commanded the disciples his hands to write. Hence, one cannot but receive what he reads in the Gospels, though written by the disciples, as though it were written by the very hand of the Lord himself. For it seems to me that the most disastrous consequences must follow upon our believing that anything false is found in the sacred books. Augustine also wrote, If we are perplexed by any apparent contradiction in Scripture, it is not allowable to say the author of this book is mistaken. But either the manuscript is faulty or the translation is wrong, or you have not understood. A lot can be said of Augustine's view of Scripture. I highly recommend reading Confessions to see for yourself. But here he expresses his belief that Scripture was like reading something written by the very hand of God, incapable of containing anything false or contradictory. Clearly, these church fathers had a deep love, reverence, and respect for Scripture. They believed that it was inspired by God, fully authoritative, and truthful. This is the legacy that has been passed down to us, and we would be wise to embrace it. If you enjoyed listening to this blog post, you can sign up to receive my weekly posts by email by going to alisachilders.com and clicking the subscribe button, or simply subscribe to the Elisa Childers podcast on iTunes.